Hello, players in the game of life. This is Games and Feelings, an advice show about playing games, being human, and dealing with the fact that those games involve other humans. I am your host and question keeper, Eric Silver, and my main when I'm playing the suite of Mario Kart, Party, and general sports games is Donkey Kong, because similarly, I'm not wearing pants and I'm wearing a tie. <laughs> hey, I'm Amanda McLaughlin, and my main is, is Yoshi, because I love a little lizard guy. Yo, I am Jasper William Cartwright, and uh, my main is also Yoshi, mostly just because I actually do a pretty badass impression of Yoshi. That's why. I quite enjoy, I've got a decent Yoshi, so like that's that's the main reason. All right, everyone, hey, shut up! <laughs> shut up, Jasper needs to do his impression. Everyone, <laughs> shut up! Okay, are you ready for this? Yeah. Please. Zasu! That's, pretty, That's good. pretty good. I just watched Jasper eat an entire watermelon. I was gonna say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's impressive. I ate, ate two actually. That was actually two. <laughs> it really helped that you swallowed an ostrich egg whole when you did that. That was really impressive. <laughs> yeah, my belly is the shape of an ostrich egg now. It's kind of uncomfortable, I'll be honest. I don't know where Yoshi puts it, but in a real human, it's just uncomfortable. <laughs> As Jasper is giving advice today, he will be pooping out eggs. But here's what yeah. we're all going to be doing. Uh, this show comes from the fact that a lot of person-to-person conflict pops up when we play games. Conversations about games being too hard is actually about, you know, how people see themselves as gamers and whether or not it's worth it to put in accessibility tools, which, you know, probably should. It, it is. Yeah. yeah. Interpersonal yeah, is. scraps at the table are really just about the fact that no one knows how to talk to each other. And isn't sports just a LARP with a crowd? And Jerry Jones is there. Isn't that it? <laughs> I don't know who Jerry Jones is, but I am, I'm willing to take a stab at a commentator, maybe? He is a very wrinkly and very evil football man in Texas. Ah, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Wrinkly old football man. I have I have assimilations for that. I know, like, I know what you're talking about now. <laughs> if you imagine what the final boss of capitalism is, you, you're envisioning it. See how these things come together? It's just yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. There we yeah. go. We've got synergy now. I love it. So we have an advice show that we're going to put together here. I will be here for the majority of episodes, and we're going to be having a revolving cast of guests come through and give their advice on the various things that they're good at knowing and talking and playing about. So we have Amanda and Jasper. We're going to start it off. Hooray! Woo! Little does Eric know that he won't be able to remove me from these. I will pop up in every Zoom and just be like, "Hey, it's me again. I'm back. Uh, sorry, you can't get rid of me. I'm like a, uh, I'm like, I'm like Yoshi shell." You know, you're Yoshi and I'm your shell. I'm just going to be stuck on your back and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, you're acting like that's a bad thing. I'm going to ride this Yoshi, <laughs> jump off you and say goodbye as you go off into a pit. And then I'm going to turn back around and Jasper has respawned. Oh, yeah, I'm right here. The cloud picked me up and put me back on the track. So we're all good. <laughs> Wonderful. So we're going to start with our first segment, which is introducing why our guests are here in the first place. So, Amanda, what do you feel especially qualified to give advice about? I am a very completionist gamer. I love a sort of progression hook. I love completing a collection, um, completing a challenge. So most of my time is spent in uh, farming sims and in Pokemon, where I love catching them all. And so mm. that is, you know, after work, I am most likely to be playing Animal Crossing, Stardew Valley, or any of the Pokemon games. And I'm only saying this because, like, I live with you and we're together in Life, Love, and Podcasting. The best people you've ever met on the internet in terms of any video game community happens to be the people on Reddit who you've asked to give you the Pokemon you need to 
catch them all. Yeah, no, it's it's really cute, uh, you know, over sort of recent years, but also because I'm a 30 year old woman who plays Pokemon Go um, and Sword and Shield and all these other games. I don't have people in my life that I can meet up with IRL to do trades like, you know, they thought mm-hmm. I would be doing with mm-hmm. my connection cable and my Game Boy SP, uh, which was my first handheld console. Um, so I, instead, I have made use of the Sword and Shield trading subreddit where there is like a very extensive sort of community guideline and it's very safe. It's very <laughs> wholesome. Um, and there's ways that you trade with people. You kind of change your display name to be like an agreed upon code around what Pokemon you need and which ones you're willing to give. Um, and then you just in like a random weekday night within kind of 10 minutes, I'd completed my Pokedex because there was one Pokemon that my fiance nice. had as his main and said he would trade with me. But neglected to evolve it all the way. No, because the final battle with Hops <laughs> was too, with Pop was too hard, um, and so I, I had to go outside the home for my um, my my kicking flame bunny guy. But you know what? It opened up a whole new world to me, honey. So I I forgive you. <laughs> I blame the switch drift. If the controller, if my trainer wasn't running to the right the entire time, I would have had a much easier time. And I'm glad that the fact that uh, Nintendo products are sometimes faulty and they don't really want to do anything about it has brought us closer. And you found and you found a place for that to be better for you. You know, life finds a way, Eric. Community fills the gaps. <laughs> and the, the buggier and weirder a system, uh, you know, the more strangers on the internet find ways to connect to, for example, complete really difficult raids in Pokemon Go. Like, I, I meet with strangers... Um, virtually on the internet all the time to do remote raids. It's so much fun. Hell yes. Love it. All right, Jasper, what do you feel especially qualified to give advice about in terms of any types of games? Uh, I would say generally anything that involves like an emotional connection. So whether that's like role playing or whether it be just generally like enjoying a game and getting like the most out of like the story. Mm. And I'm like all of the opposites of Amanda. Like I am, <laughs> I'm, I'm so far away from a completionist. I couldn't care less about like missing all of the rooms. I'm just about like enjoying the characters, enjoying the story, the narrative. Uh, that is the fodder for me. So hopefully I can help to, yeah, just improve the, the your ability to like relax sit back enjoy the game and like maybe uh l- have less stress about collecting all of the gems that are in the thing over there and eh, it's fine no one cares other people do it you can watch on youtube <laughs> that's that's the way i approach games so hopefully yeah, that and role play i think uh I'll, will be the things that i can lend a hand on so yeah which of us has a more fun time through life I'll leave it to you, listeners, to decide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's definitely Amanda. Complete your life. Complete it no, all. No, I mean, I think I think you can't hundred percent your life, but you can any percent your life. And I I think you're <laughs> I think you're perhaps better equipped. But you know what? In this world, all kinds of players, all kinds of games, and I, I'm excited to Hell bring our yes. respective wisdoms to bear. Yeah, this is good. We're going to be a good team here. Just like American Idol, you need to text in to the Games and Feelings chat. Text 50551 if you agree with Amanda and 50552 if you agree with Jasper. But Eric, where, what number do I text about for Clay Aiken? Uh, that is 50553. Okay, great. <laughs> Ruben stuttered 50554. Yeah, that's right. I know both of them. That's why well I'm done. hosting this thing. I know both <laughs> of the people who are competing. Oh, my gosh. Um, I think, yeah, I agree with Jasper. I think it's really funny when you go into a tabletop RPG game with someone who is very very video game focused and they care mm. about the loot. I have never played a game where, like, you need to keep track of loot. Like, 
enemies dropping stuff in a tabletop RPG. Like imagine like you kill like a monster and then it's like, well, I would love to harvest their eyes, ears, skin, yep. and teeth. I'm like, oh, if you, I get, are we going to do this every single time you fight something? Are you going to? Yeah, because gonna... you need to get a good at nature checks or survival or something because you've got to carve this thing up and that's a whole thing. And <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's like, do you think that this person is going to drop the weapon they're going to use on you? Probably not. No, I make that for fun and I yes. don't want you to have it. Yes, absolutely. I completely agreed. Um, but I, I think I've got some, I think I, hopefully I've got some tips where I'm like to, 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 to help you get out of that mindset when playing a, a game like this, because I definitely think that, yeah, for TTRPGs, it's super difficult, I think, to have, to bring in that kind of mentality because you will just go wild. Like I'm so bad at tracking inventories in games yeah. where like it's all handled for me, you mm -hmm. know, like I'm playing No Man's Sky at the moment. And like, I, even in that, I'm like, okay, so sodium becomes the thing and then I put the sodium <laughs> in the thing and then I take something out, but then I need to go to which planet is, where do I get the, and I, I, already my mind is hurting. You know what I mean? Skyrim was too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But how do I attach my sword? How have I attached my sword to my feet? This doesn't work. What's going on here? So for me having to do that with pen and paper, or even on D&D Beyond or whatever, it's like, well, this is too much. This is too, too much. Yeah. So I, I'm very uh, items light. <laughs> I have definitely crossed into that with board games. Like, you know you're too invested in a board game as if you have an app that is going to do the adding for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I ran into that with Sentinels on the Multiverse, which is like a big superhero thing where you have superheroes and the villain and the environment. But of course, you need to like keep track of all of that by hand. But and then you, there's an app. There was a video game version of the board game. And it's like, I have crossed too far. Like, I, I will... <laughs> I am too invested. I would also used to play like three heroes. Like I wouldn't, it's supposed to be the each, each player gets one hero, but like sometimes you could just play by yourself and I would play three heroes and I would keep track of everyone's math. And I'm like, I've gone too far. I need to make some friends who <laughs> have to teach them this board game instead of just yeah. running it by myself. Incredible. All right. Do we, do we want to get into our first question? Yes. Oh, please. Well, I've served this up on a little platter here. This is one's perfect for Jasper. Um, I'm going to give the name that people have given me permission mission for but because this is an advice show i have come up with little fun like phrases that are attached to them Excellent. Uh, yes. because that is my right as the person who's put this together that i get Absolutely. to uh make a little joke about the question that you are all asking here so we're going to start with a question from hannah how do i not get embarrassed while playing a character uh, i think this is for playing a, a character in tabletop rbgs uh and this is coming from role playing i'm saying pretty <laughs> hard <laughs> <laughs> oh very good okay my the, my big tip i think for role playing i think the main thing i always think is that you've got to take it in stages you've got to like uh realize that like you can't jump in and be like laura bailey or something right mm -hmm. like you're not gonna like dive in and immediately be like some all action role playing person and remember all of the stuff that you're all the abilities you can use and because you've got to find your own style your own flavor right you've got to find out where's the happy medium for you um, and like how much you like to narrate versus how much you like to be in character, for instance, like that's a really big kind of trade. And it will usually be like a, you know, for some people, it'd be straight 50, 50, some people that leans more one way than the other way. It's a, it's a very personal thing. You know, it's a very, very personal thing to not feel like overwhelmed or embarrassed. And so I think my 
initial advice for you would be like, start off with more of a narration-based character, because I still think that's a very valid form of role-playing, mm-hmm. uh, and then see if you can move to, you know, more kind of like in-character stuff. So like, describe what your character does, and just see, a kind of, uh, if you can sort of challenge yourself to be like, oh, just see if you can think from their perspective. If you're if you're even slightly thinking from your character's perspective instead of your own, then you're role-playing. Like, you're doing a great job. And then I think that you'll find that naturally when you realize that you're in a safe environment, you're with great people, I think naturally you'll start to feel a little bit more comfortable as you go. Uh, and then maybe occasionally a line will slip out. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, I just said a line in character. What? Okay, that's kind of fun. That's kind of cool. Okay, okay maybe I'll do that again. And hopefully it'll start to progress like that. Now, all of this with the big caveat and the, probably the biggest piece of advice is if you are at a table where you don't feel comfortable... Yeah. Maybe that's worth exploring a little bit. You know what I mean? Like just if if someone's making you feel embarrassed in particular, whether it be the DM or another player or something, then I think that's definitely something that needs to be like acknowledged first for you. But if you're at a, a, a table where you're like with some friends and everyone's very comfortable and they're all role playing and you feel okay with how they role play, etc., then I think start to tease out some of that kind of more narrative based uh, like description uh, of stuff and then see if you can get yourself sort of more and more in character. And I think eventually, uh, yeah, you'll you'll get yourself to a good place, I think. Yeah. yeah, that is so concrete and helpful. And I wish I had that advice when I was starting out a few years ago. Um, <laughs> All right. So we're going to take a second and Jasper, please get in your time machine. <laughs> yep. And I'm going to hop, hop right in here. Uh, Amanda, I'll be there in two years ago or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> but often embarrassment comes from the fear of kind of being the person doing the most or mm. not not being in on the joke or not being able to keep up. And so I think for, for players, if you're able to, you know, observe a session before you start it or if you're able even at the table to ask yourself like oh yeah that person is describing what they're doing that person is saying a line in character that person is you know using a voice or saying something that i know they wouldn't do as a person but that their character is doing even just noticing that might make you feel a little more relaxed and safe to be able to say my character um is pissed like my character you know grabs (laughs) it off the table and like put a little bit of flavor into not just oh i'm gonna you know have a drink but like i you know i snatch the the mug off the table um and kind Mm. of notice Seeing what others are doing, um, I think might help you to contextualize and feel a little bit safer doing those steps that Jasper is recommending. Yes. Yeah, that's great. I definitely want to key in, I think that we, we touched on this a little bit, about feeling embarrassed and about that sort of feeling when you're doing a tabletop RPG or you're role playing and you're you're getting in the mindset of the character. Like the whole point of what we're doing here is for people to have fun. So no one mm. is recording you. And if someone is recording you, <laughs> Tackle them immediately. (laughs) Like, you're just doing it to have fun. You don't have to Mm. role play. And I think that I want to touch on that thing that Jasper said. If there's something happening at the table that makes you feel embarrassed, you should definitely address that. Yeah. You should touch on Mm. that. If if someone's making fun of you when you're doing it, if you feel like the people around you are not people you feel like you can be safe around, just admit that. Maybe you don't, maybe they don't know that they're doing that, being like, I feel really silly when I try to do a character voice. And I don't know if you can say, you're doing that or this is the way that you are acting is making me feel this way or you're not doing anything but this is a self-consciousness that I have and I really Mm. want us to all be like really kind about it I think you should do that 
there's usually a responsibility that's being put on the DM or GM to do this. Like they're like the teacher <laughs> or like yes. the, the manager of what's happening here. And if you're willing to do that with everyone else, I think that people will take it better if it comes from you and being like, I'm having this feeling of guilt or embarrassment and I can you like help me with this? Yeah. Um, and I think it, it's it's about trust uh, as well. Like trust is a really, really big part of it because it's a, it can feel very personal, I think, TTRPGs particularly yeah. um, because they usually are like your character is influenced in some way by you. And so uh, even if you're doing like a, a seven foot Goliath or something like, you know, which is might be very removed from who you are, like there'll still be some personality traits and things which are, are similar to you. And so trust definitely comes into it. And so I would say like just to have a conversation with your DM about introducing some safety tools because yeah. even that will add a layer of trust right if you know if you trust that you can you know hey uh this is an x for me or this is like a something that i don't want to necessarily do or i don't feel comfortable with or whatever it, it kind of adds that layer of trust and i think when you have uh trust that's when i think you start to feel less and less embarrassed if you think about hanging around with like your best friend like your best friend who you can be like your fullest grossest self in front <laughs> of like that's the kind of where you want to get to with ttrpgs where you can just be like i can let everything hang out and and it like all of my bad bits and good bits and what and it just doesn't matter like that's what real trust gets you and you're trying to find like a, a kind of capture a fraction of that i think when mm. you're playing and and that's what removes i think embarrassment and the other thing i would say as well it happens to everyone it like does. when i first yeah. got to play with the nadpod crew i was like Oh, I've got to do a voice. Okay. I, I was building up to playing my first NPC with a voice. You know yeah, what I mean? I put yeah. one in right at the top because I was like, I can just get it out of the way and then I won't feel too embarrassed because of these, I'm playing with these like professionals and like, do you know what I mean? So it's like, it's so normal. <laughs> like, please do not feel like it's like a, oh, everyone else is fine and I'm not. It's like, I guarantee you everyone else, like the first session of any game everyone's a little bit embarrassed. Everyone's a little bit like, how far are we all going? It's a bit of a dance, right? It's like, how yeah. far are we pushing this? And then someone will come with like a thick Scottish accent. You're like, ah, okay, we're fine. <laughs> you know, we're all good. I do want to touch on something really quickly is that like, you know, all three of us here do this professionally mm. in that we play this and like, there is always going to be someone who is like your idol and you want to do this. We still get embarrassed of doing these things. Like, this is what yeah. Jasper is playing with the Not Another D&D podcast people who like extremely do this for a living it's yes. it's really hard and everyone is is really feeling that and the other thing is like D media tabletop rpg media has gotten to a thing where like you forget people were actors first yeah and like they were established mm. actors <laughs> for a very long yes. time especially as, as yes. all three of us have come to this as like the first this first foray into being public performers so that's yeah. a thing i trained for three years and then have been out working for the last like six yeah. you know what i mean like to get me to yeah. here so like there is a reason why i feel comfortable doing pretty much anything in front of anyone but that is the reason like it is not because i have some sort of innate skill or i'm no it's it's literally not it's because i trained and worked to get here so don't beat yourself up or compare yourself to anyone especially not us yeah and i'm sure a lot of your classes began with exercises right with like getting to know yeah. warming up you know doing the thing where you like send the the energy across the circle or like pass an invisible object yep. like there are reasons and and tools that people use in these spaces to get um comfortable being vulnerable and silly and like you know pretending with others 
in the mm. same place. And when you're starting a campaign, like I think that's so valuable, Eric, to 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 make a point about to say it is it is weird and uncomfortable sometimes. You yeah. can walk into a room and yeah. you know at this point in my life, I might be like, hey guys, what's the vibe? Do we do voices? Do we narrate? Are we in yes. are we in person? Yeah. Like like what's the vibe? Like what are we all going for? Um, and I'm sure throughout the show we will often talk about how communication, a session zero, setting expectations, like these are all really useful. Um, but you're allowed just to say like, yes. I am nervous about the idea of role playing. Guys, my goal over the next few you know, sessions is to like get comfortable being a character and I'm going to work on that. And like, you know, I just want to put that out there because naming the thing that you're worried about and not having it be your your little secret acorn of shame that you hide in the frozen ground in the wintertime and come <laughs> back to in spring um, can, at least for me, take a lot of that pressure off. We're all squirrels now. I love we it. Are. Uh, we are. Jasper, in British acting is mm. when you're like sending the energy you're are you just like here's the here's the energy in it is, is that what you say <laughs> yeah <laughs> we go in it a... at the end of everything yeah 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 i must say uh, i am watching canadian big brother and maybe reality competition shows are oh, part of this, this is definitely part of this, part of this yeah um, they mm. do say a a lot more often than i thought was real wow yeah fair i'm trying to think if there's anything uh i've mo- recently moved up to the north of england and we add that they i i've started doing it now we add that onto the end of everything so if we were up north playing that same game it'd be like here's the energy that and like, like why did you say that at the end it's weird you know it'd be literally like anything oh that's good that like you've already said that's good you've already said the whole sentence you don't need to add that on the end it's strange i it's think a strange it's great thing. it's like pointing yeah. it's like that's great bread that and like i'm like thank <laughs> you yes, it, it that, is. that's perfect yeah. that's a perfect use well done amanda you're officially a northerner now <laughs> thank you I, i'm irish which means i'm I'm half northern yeah sure fine i'll let it i'll let it happen sure half northern from we're Ireland. going yeah, to okay. we're going to just ignore all the, <laughs> the complicated <laughs> nature of that particular question and i'm going to follow up by saying it when you go to acting school in brooklyn you say here's the end energy uh what you think you're better than me you don't want this energy that i'm giving to you hey you don't want my energy what are you doing what do you mean you don't want my energy this is the best energy that you can get this is the best energy in brooklyn (laughs) call your mother go fuck yourself (laughs) (laughs) from the mark Wahlberg school of uh, Uh that's the boston school of acting that's totally different okay okay. and i think yeah i'm sure that hannah definitely (laughs) got what she was looking for um but no this is i'm sure that all the things that hannah you're touching on are things we're definitely going to talk about in episodes and in questions to come but this is a very good place to start. All right, well, let's take a pivot here and let's talk about some video games. Have you heard of them? They're more than just Pac-Man. Oh. That was the first question. Is what? No, no, there is Tetris as well. So obviously there's two two games. Uh, We have a great uh, question here from Isabella Salas and one that I can definitely relate to. How to deal with horror games if you feel paralyzed by the buildup for jump scares? And this question comes from jumping out of my seat and jumping into a game I enjoy more. (laughs) I should have led with this as my advice because me and horror games, we have a very complicated relationship. Please go off because I I cannot I can't do it I absolutely well that's can't do exactly it, it. I oh, okay. so I love scary stuff right like mm. I love it but I it really affects me you know what I mean like I started watching The Invisible Man on Netflix the Blumhouse one yeah and I remember getting like halfway well not even halfway through like a quarter of the way in and I went huh it's really funny I've decided to watch this on my own but the one thing I find more terrifying than anything is not being able to see what's attacking me <laughs> I am terrified right now oh, I am no. immediately paranoid of everything in this room <laughs> like I was staring at everything being like he could be there and I wouldn't know that's hmm interesting anyway all this to say 
films are like they ride the line for me uh over like how much i can handle and there's usually like i I have coping mechanisms where like i'll on purposely watch it on like my ipad because it somehow seems less threatening than watching it on my tv or like my big tv with like surround sound and stuff yeah um so that's something that i do um but video games is like a whole other kettle of fish because I am involved. And so like, I remember even when like Slender Man came out, I was like, oh boy, okay. There was something about being able to actually affect the thing, knowing, oh, if I turn right. And so I think this is what the question is getting at here is like, if I turn right, there will be jump scare. You mm. know what I mean? Um, I had the Resident Evil VR game. Oh, oh my uh, God. I had the Resident Evil VR game and I've also played the Alien Isolation VR game. Why? Why would you willingly put that on your eyeballs? Do you know why? Because honestly, the thrill of like be genuinely feeling like I'm being chased down a corridor by an alien was one of the most exhilarating feelings afterwards. Because sure. this is the big key for me is like it's the jump scare happens, I scream, and then I'm like, <gasps> whoa, cool. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> like, alive. The, I'm still alive, yes. Like that's the thrill for me. And so I think uh so to actually answer the question instead of just talk about my own uh experience with horror games, is that uh the the big thing for me is don't play VR games because I have no advice for that. VR games are just absolutely <laughs> terrifying. There's nothing you can do to escape it. The alien is behind you. Uh, and if you turn around, it's there. If you close your, like if you turn any which direction, the game is still in front of you and there's no escaping it. It's horrible. Don't do it. But what I would say is volume is huge, right? Like any mm. scary thing, if it doesn't have sound, it stops becoming scary quite quickly. Uh, and so like genuinely, if you feel like it's getting to a particularly bad point, I have before teed up calming music yes. and just started playing it over the top of the game. Wow. And it becomes way less scary. Like way, and it means you can still proceed with the story and the narrative and the characters and stuff, but it's just like, have some whale song just queued up on Spotify and just hit play when you know that something's about to jump out of the box you have to open. Mm-hmm. And it makes a big difference for me. I feel like I'm like, oh, okay. Ooh, okay, fine. It's fine. And also, the other big thing, I like to min-max the hell out of my characters. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's a, if it's that kind of game, if you can do that, where you can get very strong like early in the game, because there's nothing better than feeling like you're like Superman, you can easily defeat anything that runs at you. Then you're like, oh, cool. I feel I'm instantly less scared of this thing that's running at me because I know I can destroy it. So like, just punching uh, through a zombie face. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, this is actually this is great. This isn't scary. Like, I'm I'm the boss. You can't even get close to me. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I would be scared uh, I'm of the you. boss. It's fine. I'm the boss. It's fine. I'm the boss. It's fine. It's fine. Oh. I'm the boss. Oh god, she's seven foot tall. Ah. Ooh. 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 Yeah, I'm now doing whale noise for my. Yeah, if you want, uh, you can pay me and i will yep. uh when you're playing a game i'll be on the phone just singing whale song to you to yeah. try and calm you down jasper's on cameo uh it's a limited service but i am willing to do it for for anyone who needs it the creator economy is wild <laughs> <laughs> you can truly set up a patreon for anything these days <laughs> <laughs> it's an only fans but just for whale sounds for you to use whenever you need it Hilarious. yeah just yeah wow wow just an asmr uh, for whale sounds i'm a huge fan of spoilers if this is a thing that you are worried about like look oh. at playthroughs read reviews yeah. there are definitely um places you can go to like get a summary or ask somebody on reddit or ask a friend who's played the game in the past like hey these are my specific things that i specifically am a little bit worried about like would you be my screener like would you tell
tell me this is a thing I have to worry about. Um, mm-hmm. And particularly, like, I um, am not very dexterous. There are some games that I just can't play because I'm not, like, skilled at it or want to become skilled at combat specifically. And so instead, I'll watch a playthrough of it and I get to enjoy the narrative, but I don't have to do it myself. So I think yes. if this is something that you really want to do for yourself, here are strategies on the table. But if you just want to enjoy the story, you know, you don't have to feel ashamed about, you know, consuming it via a playthrough or a speed run or a review or other ways. Yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, can I throw out one more as well, real quick? Just uh, playing with a friend. Uh, just uh, like make jokes out of it with a friend. Do you know what I mean? Po- point out all the dumb glitches and stuff. Again, it just it really becomes a lot less scary when you're like, oh, look, can you see the little thing glitching through the wall? That's the sort of stuff you won't notice when you're on your own because you'll be so tunnel fo- like tunnel vision and focused on the terrifying thing that's at the end of the hallway and not like the glitch that's happening that's clearly actually quite hilarious. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that also helps. It's wonderful to know that the alien is like halfway through a desk while it's running <laughs> after you. Um, I Honestly, I am looking for that thing that you're saying, Amanda, because they definitely have that for movies like ju- mm. where all the jump scares are and they're really good about putting those things on websites that talk about everyone's like triggers and, and stuff like that but they're not as good about that for video games just because there's so much more that there is mm. to touch and they can come at different times right like it's it's very flexible depending on how you play yeah exactly. it's not one timeline so I am looking for something like this if someone knows that please let us know I wish I had more of those things because I also super, super hate horror. I cannot deal with jump scares. I love weird. I love real strange shit, but I cannot deal with a jump scare. I'm like, why would I do this to myself ever? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it actually kept me from playing one of my favorite games, Control, for a very long time. I looked around a lot trying to see if there were jump scares. I Googled. I watched a bunch of like the beginnings of playthroughs to see if people had talked about this. I had asked a bunch of people, and only until someone had like told me to finish that like I also get scared and I loved this and then I finally played it and then like realized that I was never going to be in a position where I'm going to get jump scared when I got to a point when I'm like oh there are no jump scares in this game Mm -hmm. then only then was I able to like really enjoy it not be worried that it was going to happen so like I wish there were more resources like this out there because it kept me from this I would also say don't play horror games just (laughs) you don't have to play Resident Evil you don't don't have to do it you don't have to do it it's true. Like you'll fi- you'll get the memes from about a big lady from Resident Evil on the internet. Even even I know about big lady. <laughs> exactly. Know about big lady, and then as soon as you've seen it as meme form, she's got to be a lot lower. Actually, I don't know if she is that scary. I'll be honest. I think if I was playing that game, I'd still be pretty scared. <laughs> she's she's so big. Wow. Well, um, uh, <laughs> Jasper has a different relationship with big lady than um, the majority yeah, of the Twitter, internet. Yeah, Twitter Twitter saying step on me, mommy. Is that not is that not the reaction? Uh, that yet? is like honestly, I'm like no. Oh, why? What, that would hurt my neck. The, uh, uh, her boot, her boot would probably go through my neck. And then it's like, what are you soft, talking squidgy about? human. Uh, she's a seven foot, eight foot vampire or whatever. Twelve foot, I think. She's huge. You know, uh, she probably has boots on. And she has a glove that turns into Wolverine. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, this is so bad. This is so so bad. There's so much nope here. Um, just to round up though, like genuinely, the uh, the the Alien Isolation VR game, uh, Eric, I can't express to you. I I, d- I honestly don't know. I think you might actually have like some sort of cardiac arrest because I was pl- it was on Oculus, right? And yeah. it was in a, a in a room setup, so I could actually walk. Oh uh, my god! Yeah, and like, and the worst part was, is that it gives you the boop, boop, oh. boop, like on the radar thing. 
And I, I genuinely remember getting to a point my hands were shaking and I was sweating oh. like you would not believe. <laughs> and then I had to walk into a room and one of the guys was like, just so you know, I'm turning your mic on. So you need to stay quiet. And then everyone just went dead quiet. And basically what happened is they have a mic in the headset because this uh, for a context for anyone who's like wondering where this game is. I don't actually know if it's available. I used to live in the town where they made uh, Alien Isolation, the video game. Mm. Uh, it was in a really small town in uh, Horsham. I have no idea why there, but it was. <laughs> uh, and they basically Sega told them originally that they were going to have like full funding for a VR game. And then they kind of pulled it. And so I don't actually know what I ended up having to the VR game, but we got to play it because we worked in the game store nearby. And anyway, so that's the whole backstory as to that. The, the game itself, it's worth saying because this also existed before VR. The game is yeah. you need to go around the ship from the movie alien and not mm -hmm. get killed by the alien. Like that's, yeah, the, that's the entire the game. game. Fun yeah. for some, not for me. But then, so the mic is on picking you up. And uh, I think it gave you some sort of feedback where kind of like on a, on a, like a normal mic where you can hear yeah. yourself a little mm -hmm. bit. And I remember becoming so like the room was so quiet. I could hear my breathing and I was hid in a locker looking through like strips of like uh, the, the, of the yeah, locker like yeah, the, yeah. The thing. And I could hear like, <sighs> and it was like, <laughs> oh, I was literally like trying to cover my own mouth <laughs> as I could. Boop. And like honestly, <laughs> I I genuinely don't think I've ever been so singularly scared for my life as I was in that moment. But what was amazing is I genuinely never thought I could take it off. Like I, I it just didn't like to register to me that I could just lift this thing off my head and I'd be out because it was so all encompassing. It was wild. Right. I mean, it's designed to be immersive, right? And to your point, environment matters a lot. So if you want to play these games in a brightly yes. lit room with your back against a wall, snuggled up in blankets with your dog on your lap, you know, like if if that's what makes you feel good. I watched uh, Invisible Man on silent because at 1.5 speed because I was so scared, <laughs> but I needed to review it yep. for a podcast. Um, so, you know, pay attention to your own environment. You can also use the same tools that the games use to scare you to unscare yourself. Absolutely. Thank you for turning that point uh, into something useful <laughs> for the listeners, Amanda. I really appreciate that. And also the same tricks you might know from knowing horror movies, you might be able to apply sound. I mean, I'll see, you know, like the sound of the, the fucking violin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they put that in games too. And oh, also, yeah. if you're really lucky, you can turn your camera around and you can see like the monster that's hiding around the corner. You're like, ah, you're going to fucking jump out. I'm going to see you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Incredible. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much, uh, Isabella. That was a great question. We're going to do another question, and this one, we're going to step out of our chairs, and we're going to go IRL in terms of games. Oh. Uh, we're going to talk about escape rooms, all right? I yes. know that it might be a while since we've done an escape room. Um, nah, Jasper, you love escape rooms? Um, I am. Me and Jade got on the leaderboard. The two of us got on a leaderboard. We were second fastest in an escape room in Manchester. It was a samurai-themed room. We wow. aced it, and the guy came out and was like, "Are you? have you done this before? And we were like, nah, we're just good. <laughs> and they were like, you beat two professional teams. <laughs> we were like, oh, snap. Okay, maybe we just got lucky. <laughs> I love the idea that this guy was like, oh, this person came back because he wanted to get on the scoreboard. Yeah, get on the leaderboard, right? He genuinely <laughs> thought because we got out in like 25 minutes or something ridiculous. And he was just like, oh, well, sorry. Like you paid for an hour, but you're out. So you, you can walk around in there for a bit, I guess. <laughs> like, look, look at how look at how cool this sword is, if you'd like. Yeah, literally. 
<laughs> yeah, so I'm ready for this. Let's go. Incredible. Amanda, how do you feel about escape rooms? Never been to an escape room. Have almost no desire to do one. Uh, so I would love to yeah. spectate as you and Jasper uh, and Jay do one. That sounds really fun. But I'm going to NYC, Eric. Let's do yeah. this. I would love to do this. There's an escape room in the building the Multitude Studio is in. And you haven't done it? Well, oh, there was what? a global pandemic, there Jasper. Was. There was. Oh, that was yeah. like, you remember? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's still happening, I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also World War Three, so I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Ah, it's, it's all different. I wish. No, I really want to go to that escape room place. But again, I didn't. We didn't realize it until like March third, twenty twenty, and then we just never got the chance to do it. But hopefully soon. <laughs> I will just say that the idea of my friends relying on me to like solve a puzzle that means we can or cannot like win a game it sounds like my actual worst nightmare. So it, it doesn't sound super fun to me. But like I'm, I'm here for it. I get that it's fun for others. So maybe we'll have a balanced perspective here on how to advise this question asker. For sure. Uh, all right. So we don't have a name here, so I get to lead with the fun phrase that I've put together. Uh, escape this awkward situation wants to know. <laughs> I'm going on a third date to an escape room. Whoa. I've never done one, but my date is very into them and wants to show me their favorite place. What should I look out for and how do I make this a good date? I think you have to ask, what's the vibe? <laughs> what's yes. the vibe? Do we need to win? if you don't take this seriously enough, day over already. Like, if they're For into sure. this, like, and you're like, man, oh, look, there's a thing. Like, like, they might be into this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I think like many problems that I'm sure you'll encounter on the show, uh, this is a communication uh, challenge, but it means that it's a thing that communication can solve. So you can say, hey, I'm a little nervous, but I'm down for the ride. Like, tell me what to do. You know, I, I can I will be your sous chef. You are the chef mm-hmm. of this kitchen. I am here to help. Or you can go in and say, like, hey, down to try it. Not really sure. You know, like I'm I'm here for the experience. But I think like lots of dates, it's about, you know, showing up, like having being ready to have fun, but also being ready to say when you're not having fun. I love that. That's good. I mean, I think you're absolutely right. I think there is a very, very likely potential that your date is going to take this very seriously. Mm. So my first tip is absolutely establish how seriously (laughs) they are going to take this escape room because I'm genuinely worried about you getting in there. Like, I'm just saying if this was me, one of the first things I do when I get an escape room is I walk into the middle and I lie down on the floor to see if there's anything on the underside (laughs) of stuff that I need to see. Like, I'm just saying that if, if this was our third date and I rocked up in the escape room and just laid down on the floor and just went like weird crazy eyes across the room you might be like what is happening but so isn't that sort of the best possible thing you can do on like a third fourth fifth date of be like let me see yeah. you in your element like that yeah. could be really awesome yeah, yeah yeah and let me see if you got any weird little ticks you know what yeah. i mean Some strange things i need to know about like if you go sherlock holmes occasionally uh for no apparent reason it'd be good <laughs> to know that you know absolutely i think i need to share a story with the two of you. Oh, yeah. Um, I went to a bachelor party in Montreal a few years ago. I went for one of my friends from high school. I grew up in the suburbs of New York City. Um, so a lot of the people I knew, I still knew, I knew from high school and they were still around. They still lived in New York City. But a lot of them like lived in Manhattan and had like office jobs. And I don't mean that derogatorily. I mean the fact that like the three of us all work at creative jobs, you yeah, know, yeah. and like that's part of the thing. But they, they like, you know, moved numbers around and filed mm. reports and things and real jobs. Insurance. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah real jobs. Yeah. Um, so like I was felt like I was kind of like the Brooklyn-y person that like I did creative stuff and I lived in Brooklyn and people thought that was weird and whatever. So we had went on this bachelor party 
while I was there, it was like trying to keep up and we were having fun. And, but I still I still felt like the thing that I was doing was a little weird. And then we went to an escape room and the escape room was like T-Rex Jurassic Park themed. Mm. Oh, and yeah. I went in there and I felt like all of my energy of like being the the felling a little bit like the odd person out was fucking focused into this like my twin brother was there too and like people who I had known since I was like 10 but I'm just like yeah that's fu- how do you not know that was fucking Morse code if something <laughs> is barking or making a noise it's always Morse code how do you know that and I went around and we'd split up and I went around and solved each person's thing as we were going through with it and it was just like I got so intense about it but yep. I think I was just like in a position where this all came out so I think if someone is doing this as their date, they're yes. doing it because they know how to keep their. If I, I would not go to a to, yeah, a, what, to, what to one not as a date. I would not do this. Mm. But I feel like if this person is going on an escape room with you, if this is per- someone you're going to continue to date, then mm-hmm. they know that they're going to keep their cool, even if they're doing weird shit like you said, Jasper. That's sure. not like it's people get really intense about escape rooms. But it seems like yes. that's not what we're saying here. I think the question you need to ask this person before you go on the date is: Are you prepared to? lose Mm, are you prepared to get stuck in the escape room and if they look you dead in the eye and say no (laughs) then i don't recommend going on this date like i think you should find something else to do because if they are not prepared if they are like if their whole evening will be ruined because you did not escape the room you know because you need two people yeah. Who, you know what I mean? And it's it's not the easiest thing in the world when it's the first time. You need two people. So I'd say if they're gonna if they if that's the kind of vibe you get, if you get like Eric Silver levels of like, I am not prepared <laughs> for us to lose, and I will show you why and how I can do this, it might get a little intense. But I think uh, to answer the question about what you should be looking out for and stuff is just generally thinking outside the box is always useful. Yeah. Very useful thing. If you used it once, you don't need to use it again. So just drop it and move on. That's a big one. Or, or at least ask the person before you go in the room. Just say, hey, is there any like repeat keys kind of thing, right? Like if I pick up a key and I use it for a box, will I ever need to use that key again? Because most of the time they'll give you that information and they'll just be like, no. So that's a good one. Because then you can move on and you know that if you've done a thing with a thing, you can move on. Because that's like first mistake of escape rooms is people focus on like one thing after they've used it because like, oh there must be something else to this we must have we didn't figure everything out it's like yeah you probably did and then the other one is just like a bit like eric said any patterns at all there is something to do like there's something to do with it like if there is any repetition of a pattern dots cups anything like like that are all like in a row or something absolutely you need to uh do stuff and then the third tip is not everything will be automated in the room. So like some things will be cued based on the guy outside watching you. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, if it doesn't look like a mechanical switch or a lock or something, that doesn't mean that it's not to do with something. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I've done stuff before where it's like, oh, you have to like, we have to put a chair in a certain place, but we didn't think about it because we were like, how could that possibly like trigger anything? You know what I mean? Right. But it's purely because the dude outside is like, oh, they put the chair in the place that they needed to go. And so now I'll I'll trigger the next thing to happen. So that's like something that, because you can get a bit confused, right? Because I mean, if you've been in the America, like, you know, like a lot of stuff is like, magnets and 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 switches and stuff like that happens very automatically so you can kind of get into a bit of tunnel vision so broaden out and just be like and and when in doubt just move stuff around Honestly, yeah. the amount of puzzles I've solved by just being like, beep, 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 oh, hey, hey, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel I figured it out, so it's all good. Yeah. 
I think the main thing for me, I uh, Jasper, those are great tips. The thing that I think you're putting all together here, that's just something mm-hmm. that you need to remember for escape rooms, for tabletop RPGs, for video games. They're made by people. Someone yeah. had to make this and it had to come out of a human brain. So all the things you know about humans and how puzzles are put together and how like think about all of the puzzles in any sort of thing that we've all done in video games, mm. in tabletop RPGs, in escape rooms that are like, oh, you use water to put out fire. Right? Like (laughs) that being a solution for things or like a mirror is the solution. Like those are the shared human experiences. Always remember that a person put this together and that Mm. if it doesn't make sense, it needs to make sense to people uh, for you to solve the puzzle. I went to an overpriced spy museum in Washington, D.C. when I was a child. I retained some things. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) hell yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think uh, as well, just to jump on that, is like I guarantee you there'll be a situation in which you know something your date doesn't and it will probably be the most satisfying moment uh, of your relationship <laughs> thus far so Incredible. enjoy and savor that moment when you correct them or do something that they didn't see because they're like oh i know escape rooms i know what this is and you'll think of something outside the box and it'll be incredibly rewarding Very uh, the other thing because i'll be annoyed at myself later if i don't say this is just check out the theme there'll be a theme for this thing so there's usually like i did an alice in wonderland one and we figured out like halfway through we're like oh this is kind of like going through like the books So it kind of like gave you an idea of like what thing we had to go to next. So even stuff like that, it's kind of useful. No, that's really, that's what I'm saying about a human put this together. Like they wouldn't do the book out of order. Like that's not how human brains work, right? (laughs) It's not like, oh, well, the caterpillar is first. Like, no, that would never happen. You need to Mm -hmm. go down the hole first. And that's how that that thing puts together. Precisely. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is why I always feel fine of looking up solutions when I'm playing video games like Control, yeah. God of War, etc. Where I'm mm-hmm. like, either I'm not getting the thing you put in your video game to cue me on this, mm-hmm. or you did a bad job of showing <laughs> dumb people like me how to put this puzzle together. So that yep. I'm just like, eh, human error, you know, like it's not always going to work for all brains. So that's why mm-hmm. I always feel okay to look up stuff in uh, in RPGs, uh, especially. Absolutely. Uh, but enjoy the escape room because they're dope and I absolutely love them. We'll have to add this to the to the itinerary. Yes. That'll be great. And Jasper and I will go on a date to this escape yeah. room. We'll both yeah, be very Yeah, while you watch. <laughs> I'll take notes. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't, I, I know my, I know my limits. Like, I know it's fun for me. I know it's not. But I, you know, I, I love a themed party. I love set decoration. I'd love to just go and look. I think that's why me and my fiance enjoy them. It's just like, it, it feels like a themed party. Yeah. Like, it's such a fun, just like mm. an evening out to just go and do something. Like, go and be in the Wild West for like an hour. You know what I mean? And that's fun. Uh, it's also very fun for us that we take it so incredibly seriously that like, like, I genuinely think people must think that we aren't actually together or something because we don't talk <laughs> unless we have to communicate for the game. We are like in focus mode. Like we, you would not think there is any love between us because we have like the coldest, most functional relationship. As soon as that door is locked, we are like, we're getting out of here. Okay, cool. Let's go. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> like, sure after we're like, you go to dinner or whatever, you go home and you're like, ah, oh, hell yeah, dude. Like, you know, that's, yeah, that that's so what you're there for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that people, the reason why people think that is because you two show up in different cars and shake hands before you walk in. <laughs> That's true. We have briefcases. Uh, we come in. Uh, we place our oversized coats. We hang them up. We we smoke a cigarette before we go in, like sleuth style. <laughs> Grind out on your shoe. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, and then we go, ah, another day on the job every time. <laughs> Is this the plot of the Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie movie, Mr. and Mrs. Smith? I feel yes. like that's what it is. 
Yes. It's actually based on mine and Jade's life. <laughs> You're welcome. We gave you Brandolina, everyone. <laughs> Thank you, Jasper and Jade. Really appreciate that. You're, You're you've done something for pop culture across the English-speaking world. Very much appreciate that. Um, all right, well, we're going to go to our final segment here on Games and Feelings, where uh, we're not going to help the questions uh, for regular people. We're going to look in deep into the internet and see if there's a question that we can help people about games. So I have mm. scoured the internet for a question for us to answer, and and uh, we're just going to have to try and help real hard, okay? Yes. This is from Quora. This is a question that I got from the from the gaming vertical of Quora. You know that mm -hmm. the internet equivalent of looking into a well and hoping that someone uh -huh. can help me whenever it's the bottom of that and well. And someone answering yeah. from the bottom of the well and being like, whoa. <laughs> I need your fingernails before I can tell you about which key you're going to need. <laughs> And I can guarantee you, by the time you said fingernail, I was already sprinting away. <laughs> <laughs> like, take off the headset. Ah! This is a question that I felt. All right. Is it rude to play video games and say pew, pew, pew at someone's funeral? Is there more? Uh, no, that is the whole question. <laughs> is it rude to play video games and say pew, pew, pew at someone's funeral? I have some answers that other people have given. Uh, this is from Mikkel, uh, who said, depends on whom we're burying. If it was my funeral, mm. I'd think it was goddamn hilarious. I mean, <laughs> I'd be dead, so I wouldn't know, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Kel taking a stance on the afterlife, actually, yeah. here in Cora. Yeah. Uh, so is this, just so I get this right in my head, is this like someone is effectively like on their switch at the funeral going pew, 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 pew in the back row kind of thing? Yeah, I assume that like they they have a rigged up switch that is, has Star Fox 64 on it yeah, and they're yeah. playing and they're going pew, pew, pew while they're there. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, I was thinking like, is this a scenario where the like, you know, in the, in the wake or like, you know, during the services, it's like on a blow up screen and someone is doing it like in lieu of a reading? Oh, in which case, hell yeah. Yeah. I in which case, everyone should be pewing. Yeah, I actually agree. Like, is it, you know, sort of against the mood to have some audience participation of saying pew as we kill enemies? I think it totally depends on who you're burying. I think if that if the person requested that or would find it funny or, you know, they're they're of the sort of like my funeral is a celebration of my life type situation. Like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine a scenario in which I would uh, would invite people to play a video game at my funeral and then not be OK with them saying pew, pew, pew yeah, while they play it. Like, that's, that seems like a weird place to draw the line. Like, I'll yeah. be honest. <laughs> I feel real. I, yeah, I have a hard line on vocalization while you're playing a video game at my funeral. Yeah. You must sob and cry the whole time as you play this video game. As you play Mario Party at my funeral, you must sob uncontrollably the whole time. Yeah, I mean, if no one's no, if no one's calling each other bad names involving each other's mothers when playing Mario Kart, is it really Mario Kart? No. So, like, mm. therefore, I, I think mm. it's just, that just means you're having a good time. And, like, you yeah. know, a funeral's an event. I want people to have a good time. Do you know this has given me a great idea though? Yeah. I generally think what I would have to do is like you'd hook up Mario Kart, right? And then I would be like, the one request I would have is that no one plays as Yoshi because that's my character. Sure. And we have to like retire Yoshi, right? Yeah. But then what I would do <laughs> is I would get like some badass like nephew or something of mine uh to secretly play as Yoshi and then then have him be like confused, walk over to my casket, open it up, and pull out a controller that's like on. <laughs> That's really good. That's really good, Jasper. After Yoshi has won the race, of course. That's really good. That's beautiful. That now that pew pew pew. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> fun. That's fun. That's beautiful. Like 
Incredible. Um, there's another response here from Matthew, which is wild that you put your full name. I'm going to choose not to say your full name. <laughs> yeah, That's really fine wild. if you want to dox yourself on Quora. I can't stop you. <laughs> Just depends on the funeral. There's no punctuation here. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, Just okay. depends on the funeral. If it's someone you ge- you generally feel down for, last thing you'd want to do is play games. Sure. If it's some jackass you never liked to begin with, pew pew away. So it feels Whoa. like if you're if you trying to be disrespectful by playing your Game Boy and, le- and quietly going pew pew to yourself during the funeral for like a, an uncle you hated. <laughs> oh, see, I think it's the opposite. I yes, think if it's, I agree. Yeah, if I it's agree. A, a buddy and you know you played it together and that would be meaningful for you, then do it. Just don't do it in a way that disrupts others, right? Because like it's it's a space of communal sort of like dealing. <laughs> I do I do question how undistracting pew 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 will ever be. Like no matter how quiet you are, if you're like. I mean, if it were, I'd probably do it like in my car, you know, in the parking lot or like outside while sort of taking a breath. Like Mm -hmm. others might not understand the significance to me. Um, Or like, you know, if you go up to like, you know, have a have a private moment um, and then you just kind of pull out your Game Boy out of your pocket and just like do a (laughs) do a quick thing. Um, But yeah, I think this is a thing that you do if if it is meaningful for you and the deceased. It's not a thing that I suggest doing. (laughs) Certainly as a kid, I was dragged to lots of wakes. I don't know who the hell died. And I was just kind of like waiting around and like occasionally eating like stale crackers if there were any um that's not a situation where i think you want to you want to pull out the game boy (laughs) yeah 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 i think i'd be generally pretty uh judgmental of like someone who just rocked up at like a family member of mine and was just sat there going pew pew in the background i'd be like excuse me sarah you need to leave (laughs) (laughs) i like you need to you just need to leave right now (laughs) i appreciate that the person who asked this really wanted to jokerify someone's funeral by going pew 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 (laughs) but we're like yeah no honor my memory by going pew 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 and doing an any percent speed run of Star Fox 64 <laughs> on a big on a big screen at my funeral, please. You have to speed run my favorite game and no one is allowed to leave the funeral until the speed run is complete. So <laughs> <laughs> that's all I want. No readings, just a speed run of Fallout New Vegas. Okay, that's all I want. That's oh my it. God. <laughs> Pretty incredible. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Well, we're hitting the post game here of this episode of Games and Feelings. Thank you so much for both of you being here. Um, is there anything either of you would like to plug? Where can we find you when uh, I'm not making you do advice about games? <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, uh, I'm Jasper William Cartwright. You can find me on Twitter at JW underscore Cartwright. Uh, and I also, I do another podcast. I do a podcast called Three Black Halflings, uh, which mm, that uh, show is- what That show is- sounds sounds bad can you give some context to it it's yeah it's pretty bad uh we 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 just we just do advice on uh ttrpgs uh dungeons and dragons uh and we talk a lot about our perspective as three uh black people uh hence the the name three black halflings uh in kind of fantasy spaces uh and just like uh you know what's that's like and we talk to other people of color and and some white folks we have the amazing eric silver on uh, on an upcoming episode stop uh, those were the bad episodes i was referring to uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 real bad. We're really questioning whether we should release it. We've got a five minute supercut, which is which is full of the unproblematic stuff that Eric said. But the other like no! uh, fifty five minutes is. Yikes, it's bad. No, I'm j- fully joking. Uh, we've got some uh, really amazing people on there. And uh, yeah, it's super fun. If you want to find that, uh, it's uh, just type three black halflings into the search bar of wherever you're listening to this. Uh, also on Twitter at uh, three, uh, that's the number three, black halflings. So check us out. Yay. 
It's a fabulous show. I love it so much. Every time someone in the Join the Party Discord is like, oh, I'm getting into Three Black Halflings. Like it's, it's every other week or so. I'm just like, yes, 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 yes. yes. Welcome. <laughs> I am at She's So Mickey on social, primarily Instagram and Twitter. Um, I co-host two podcasts. I co-host Join the Party with Eric, uh, where I played first a rogue and then a monk. Um, and, and we're doing all kinds of fun things right now over there. And the show Spirits, which is a queer feminist dive into mythology and folklore, where we have a new drink and talk about a new story from somewhere around the world every week. Amazing. And I I hear as your puzzle master, I'm going to come up with Question keeper? I think, question you, keeper? I think you said question, question keeper, keeper before. But, puzzle master, you know. question keeper. I'll keep I'll keep adding into it. It's like puzzle I'm getting... Keeper. Yeah. yeah. It's you're like, you're the button guy outside the escape room. I'm, way, yeah, I'm waiting for you guys to, to put the chair in the right place and then I'll hit the button. Sure. Um, I've been trying this whole episode and I, I'm not getting it right. <laughs> you got to lay down. Got to look at the uh, look at the bottom. Jasper, yeah, there's a key. Yeah, look up. Jasper, there's a key under your chair right now. You didn't look at it. That would be honestly the most wild thing I ever experienced in my life. If you manage to put a key under my chair right now, I'm actually genuinely paranoid, and I know for a fact I'm going to check as soon as you hang up the I I need you to know that you've done this to me, and I'm not okay with it. I'm, that's fine with it. Play your whale songs. Get your blanket. I swear, it's be okay. if I find a key, I oof, man, you have no idea how much I'm going to mess with you when I come to New York. That's fine. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at l underscore silvero. That's where I tweet about games and stuff. E l underscore s a l v e r o my name if I was a Lucha Libre wrestler and you can check out the show at games and feelings games the letter N feelings like linens and things yes. it was too long to actually put and so we had to just do the N the best place to submit questions is to go to our website gamesandfeelings.com slash questions and you can support the show at patreon.com slash gamesandfeelings find those links in the episode description Thank you so much to our advice givers. And remember, the instruction manual doesn't have anything to say about feelings. Mm -hmm.